0: All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield show, the awakened happiness now global series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We are at a special time, not a regular time, but we are here. And I so appreciate you all taking the time to be with us. This is a, a service call, really, um, in, in service to consciousness and in, in service to the divine, in service to spirituality, etc. Right. So uh, this is a service call. And we are going to be talking to a brand new guest who's never been on our show before. And so I'm excited to introduce him to you. His name is Namdeoji, and we're going to be talking about the ninth chakra. We're going to be taking live caller questions as well. So if you do have a question, you can raise your hand or you can type your question in the chat. And so some of what we're going to learn today with Namdeoji is we're going to learn what the ninth chakra is. We're going to discover the benefits of opening and activating the ninth chakra. We're going to receive clarity on how to effectively work with the ninth chakra, with the ninth chakra and, of course, so much more. In these conversations, we never know what we're actually going to d- discuss because it's based on energies, based on flows, based on whatever's coming up. So for those of you who may not know Nam Dioji, <laughs> probably don't, but um, he is a yogi of the higher order, the one who is ushering the true human renaissance in the world. Namdeoji is founding those building blocks and is an inspiration to thousands from India and around the world. Namdeoji is imparting the universal knowledge of the real essence of yoga, and he's here to provide and help people with how they could find themselves and do what is needed. He helps every individual who comes up to him and unwinds their constructs and uplifts them. So with, without further ado, I would like to welcome Namdeoji to the show today. Um, and we're gonna ask him a few questions. I'm gonna start off by asking him a few questions. So Nandirji, if you want to just unmute yourself, that would be great. Welcome. <laughs> so, um, Just really quickly, now, Deoji, because it's your first time here on our show, being introduced to my community, my audience, can you just take a few minutes and just talk about what it means to be a yogi of the higher order, what it means to be a Himalayan yogi, and just a little bit about your journey, and then we'll get into the discussion about the ninth chakra. Is that okay? Yeah, you have to unmute yourself. Sorry.
1: Thank you so much. Um, Yogi. uh, The word Yogi is very common today. And Yogi of a higher order. Uh, I cannot and don't claim myself as a Yogi as such. Uh, In fact, uh, just now, to be honest with you, I felt there are six participants in this group are also yogi of a higher order. They have uh, some higher connection. So if you are able to feel the energy... Then you are just a bit subtle, subtle, a bit more subtler than the rest. But does that entitle you to call yourself a yogi? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, so, so maybe this 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 term uh, comes from uh, uh, the people whom I meet, and uh, there's no any other way to describe someone, you know, in the field of spirituality. So to say you are a yogi. You are a mystique or you know things much more deeply than the others. So these these, uh, uh, are just names actually. And what's there in the name anyway? (laughs) So I'm just trying to improve myself as a person day by day, to be honest with you. And um, would like to become a better version of myself with each passing day. And that's the only thing.
0: Thank you. I love that. Um, And, you know, when I was first introduced to you, I'll be honest, when I was first introduced to you, I just absolutely loved how humble you are. But even with your humbleness, there's so much energy that's radiating out of you and so much wisdom that is radiating out of you that I was, you know, quite spellbound. Maybe it's it's the right word. I was speechless. And everybody that knows me knows I'm not really speechless. (laughs) I can talk about anything for a long time. So I was a bit speechless. But I want to just talk a little bit about the, you know, we're going to talk about the ninth chakra, absolutely, for in just a minute. But even before that, why do we even still, because there are some in our community who don't believe in the chakras anymore, that we need, you know, that we need to do any work with them anymore, that we're above all that. But I still feel like we, as long as we have our physical body, we're still working in this 3D reality, there's still work to do with our chakras, right? So can you just take us on a little bit of a, a short trip about the chakras, what, like why they're still important for us to work with them, and especially then the ninth chakra and why that is uh, important right now?
1: You see. Huh.
2: Hmm. Is there something else I I can help with?
1: I think my what do you call the the technological problem?
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm hearing somebody else's voice. It's like, oh, what was that? (laughs) It's a Siri,
1: it's really Siri, I'm really sorry.
0: That's okay. You
1: need to turn it off. I'm sorry not so technologically savvy person, actually. <clears throat> it's very important to understand one thing. And that is the time. The kala, samay, what you call, time. As I speak, and as you hear, even the words that come out that is being uttered right now, is time-bound. When I say time-bound, it means that it is connected with a flow of this universe. And the flow is the life itself. You are breathing in, aren't you? I'm also breathing in. So, we cannot have this life without the prana shakti, the vital force, without which we cannot think of our existence. So, the time is related with your prana. This is very important to understand how the time is right now, how intense the time is at this point in time to you. This is a question that all of us should be asking. If mind is too much embroiled into making mental deduction of what is being said, then time is elusive to you. You are not able to feel the time and the intensity of time as it is. Because your senses are so much engrossed into the making the interpretation of whatever it is outside of you based on the very pattern that you have been following, the intensity of time cannot be felt with these scenarios. Because you are too much into your head, all of us are too much into our heads. So the moment there is a disappearance of these thoughts and these notions which are usually in the wave of all different divergent, very eclectic emotional wavelength, then usually we are always in the trap of creating the illusionary self-belief about ourselves. And as long as we have this illusionary self-belief about ourselves based on the interpretation and connotation that we draw out of what it is there in the world and what we think is the best for us. Usually it is a big time loop. It is a wave of illusion. And you may call yourself, I know this, I know that. So what, is hap- what happens here? Time here is dominant on you because... Time, the very essence of time, Samaya, kala, the very essence of kala, the time, is not felt. The intensity of time requires your inclusion, requires your involvement, if I could say. The more evolved you are, the more the time would feel intense to you. So it's very important to understand this aspect of yoga. I don't know whether I could call it a yoga, but this is also a science of yoga, where you are able to feel the a movement in absolute totality. In absolute totality. It's like in absolute inclusiveness. And the more inclusive everything there is that surrounds you, the more elevated you you will become. It's like you have ascended yourself to a higher degree of consciousness. I don't know whether I could say consciousness, but just say your, uh, your wavelength or your awareness has expanded. And now it is stretching the time so that there is no time for your personal your personal your personal identification of illusion that usually gets created because of the uh, the habitual pattern or the mindset that we have had and we have carried uh on till now so it's absolutely great to be knowledgeable right i'm not denying this fact because that if the if, if the if the uh, knowledge is dominated by the time, then you just want to blabber it out, everything, right? You want to rattle it off, all the knowledge that you have acquired. But maybe it cannot give you the uh, preciousness, which this present moment, the intensity of time can give you. And that intensity of time comes from the totality of it, the totality of time. Once that happens, then there is a transformation because your knowledge is a reference point, not the point of your operation. As long as what you know is the point of your operation, you will be what you have been and there would not be any significant change. But whatever you have learned till now, if that could be only the reference point where you can just go back and kind of make some analogy, it can only be a reference point. It cannot dominate your life as long as what you have learned dominates you. The time cannot be felt. So in this regard, it is not possible that we would be able to reach to that stage where we can dissolve everything. Because most of us are just making sense of what we know and what is being said. And it cannot be explained into words. It cannot be uh, elucidated or kind of propounded or explained in 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 any other way. than the uh, then the tool itself through which we can realize it, and tool is missing. There is no tool as such. The tool is meditation sadhana, not meditation as such, but sadhana dhyan. That is the tool. So if you could just make yourself a bit subtler, where your perceptual reality is expanded, or if I could say enhanced to a greater degree, then you would be able to see things which does not actually come out uh, so prominently through this naked eye or through the senses as we have always perceived things. So, it is important that um, we do allow the knowledge of what we have learned gathered just to be there and take the higher and allow the allow the let the uh, expanded awareness to take control of your knowledge when that happens then there is a gap that you create. And that that gap is really joyful. That gap can uh, give you the clear picture just the way it is. It is not made up. You can see through yourself. You do not need a guide or guru or anyone for that matter. But it is not a matter of some super consciousness. It is just a matter of uh, subsiding your emotions, becoming more subtler or enhancing your perceptual understanding even deeper. When that happens, then you are able to understand things uh, much more clearly and deeply. I don't know whether I'm making sense to you.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. No, I totally agree. It, it, it is about the awareness and it's about us being present and staying out of our head. So our our stories that we create all the time, based on what we've learned, it, you know, like you said, it's about identification. But if we can get beyond the identification, get beyond the stories, get beyond what we've learned knowledge wise, and be aware in the moment of what is occurring, what we're perceiving, that's going to give us more—not information per se—but give us more um, uh, truth yeah. about our about our reality. Yeah, exactly. Right? what so, we lack
1: is clarity actually
0: yes that is what we we all want clarity which is what we're mostly lacking and we get stuck in the the games that our mind plays trying to understand trying to get clarity trying to figure out right beautiful thank you so yeah i understood most of it I was, I was good i was following along um so now how do the chakras and especially the ninth chakra play into all that? Because you know, you mentioned about dhyan, meditation, sadhana. We can't all do that <laughs> all the time, right? But we we have learned to, you know, pay attention to our energy field, pay attention to our chakras a little bit, work with that. Um, so we do know a little bit about the chakras, but how can we now use the chakras, work with the chakras to help us have more clarity, to help us be more Connected to who we truly are, not our mind, not our emotions, not our thoughts, not our patterns. I have long-winded questions.
1: (laughs) First of all, you will have to know what disturbs you. Which is that area where you feel the most vulnerable? Ask this question to yourself. Can you just note it down on a piece of paper right now? Any area or think about it just like that. I, mean, I think
0: I think we, we missed the question because you were cutting out a little bit. Your internet is not as good as it could be. So we missed the question.
1: Yeah. So what I'm asking you, the first of all, what you should know, you can ask this question to yourself. What disturbs you the most? What disturbs you the most? Which is that area where you feel the most vulnerable in your life? So, all of you out there, if um, you could just understand one thing that which is that spot, that is specific the spot, which actually kind of throws your life off the balance, you cannot just take it. And it could be just different from each one of us. And it usually is different from from one another. So what you can deal with, I cannot. What I can deal with, you cannot. And that's how the world is so contrasted and so unique. So some somewhat like injustice. So that is something outside. What is it within you that you cannot take in? You just cannot accept it. It. Um, there could be so many other issues. Now, the injustice part. How you feel there is an injustice. Because same. level of understanding if i could just uh, term it a bit differently then it could be an opportunity for so many people like in covid situation the there there were people who were left jobless and there were many redundancies still there are number of redundancies in the corporate sector in the in the us and many other big economies across the globe. But there were people who made a trillions of money as well. And those people who lost it said it was un- it wasn't justified. So you see what is injustice for me is opportunity for someone else. And uh entire spiraling effect of it. It's so confusing that we are just making a connotation based on how, not how things are, but how we are interpreting it, mostly how we are interpreting it. So you will see that, uh, first of all, you need to be very comfortable with what disturbs you. It is only that thing that is required Needed at this point in time. The reason why I'm saying is because if you are not able to be calm with what freaks you out, you would not be able to overcome it. The only way you can overcome anything that uh, works against you is to first be able to think through it to embrace it rather. And that will reflect your inner consciousness, your state of being. So whatever outside feels like, like something which is not in the right order, it seems very chaotic, it somehow is connected to our own reflection. And because of which We all have very unique way of handling situation. Because we all feel so uniquely different with a particular mission or with a particular problem. So it's very important to understand here that... uh, if you're not able to come to terms with what disquiets you, what disturbs you, what uh, uh, feels like totally disconcerting to you, in that presence of discomfort, if you are able to keep yourself calm, then you may be able to overcome it. As gradually, slowly you will and that's when you will be able to solve the problem rather than crying about it or go, you know going out on the street and shouting some slogans about it and going out uh, with a candle uh, with a candle and lighting a candle something like that so that is okay but that doesn't solve the problem what will solve the problem is coming overcoming the situation yourself first and then you are able to a gaze through the process as what best mechanism there could be to put across in order to resolve the matter. Otherwise, you will be just having a conversation with the people. The more you talk about it, the more uh, the worse it will get. You know, so if you talk about the problem much, it will just kind of amplify even further. So anything that kind of disturbs you, first of all, never talk loudly about it. Don't verbalize it that much. Don't make that as a topic of conversation, right? And how bad you feel about, you know, being buckled under the pressure of it. Basically, in dhyan, in sadhana, you are able to see through how you are operating, why these are coming up, how they are taking control of your lives in such a way. So once you're able to understand this, once you're able to see through it, it's lucid to you, then you are at a better position to come up with a solution also.
0: So it's really, it's it's about not reacting to what you're facing, what's, what's coming up on the outside, even what's coming up on the inside. But it's about getting more clarity, again, about what is actually happening. Why am I being triggered? What's going on within me that's making me feel so uncomfortable or angry or upset, etc. And then working through that so that we can have more clarity and then take action on the outside, right?
1: Yeah, that's right, exactly. The reason why I'm saying is to your previous question, which is about the chakras, because these chakras are embedded with memories of the past life. And that's why it is needed in this life that we are so lucky to have a human body that we can resolve in this life. No, any other species than the human being have this privilege as we do being born as a human. So being born as a human is absolute privilege to have right? A dog would not talk about chakras, right? A human beings like you and me will do. So the reason why it is being said, whatever disturbs you, and kind of, so maybe muladhara chakra, let's say that, if there is an insecurity problem, right? Or there is some, there could be some problem in the muladhara chakra, right? This is not balanced, but basically, anything that disturbs you in life, Whatever it is, and every each one of us have different facets of uh, of, of this uh, uh, orientation, if I could say, they orient uh, themselves differently when they are not able to face it, like they have a, a specific symptom in their body. They are they start sweating, you know, uh, the the heart start pounding faster. There is a kind of knot in the stomach. They go to the washroom frequently. You know, there are different kinds of uh, symptoms. These these symptoms actually come from your previous lives, what you call the DNA, which, you know, uh, it is there, entrapped within this body only. If you are able to resolve all these issues, then you will be actually growing out of them. Like, but yeah, by evading it, by kind of um, talking negatively about it, and then you know it, it won't solve the problem. So, it's very important to understand that these chakras actually represent the uh, uh, billions of life entrapped memories because our body is a heap of me- memories of billions of life. And uh, these are trapped within these chakras, actually. And that's why they need resolving. It's like, you know, you see, it's all tangled up like that. It's very convoluted, if I could use the word, very convoluted. And they need this uncoiling, you see. you These, these are like, it's a clog. It's it's totally, uh, it, it's, it's jammed, actually. So it needs to kind of de-traffic itself. There's sort of traffic and these traffic of information, which is so uh, uh, confusing. And that's why there is a pain in the body. You know, when something comes up and you cannot take it, maybe it has got to do with emotions. Let's say an emotions of maybe there are so many different kinds of emotions. But uh, maybe if I hear about my sister, something which, okay, which is not so okay, maybe I don't have that problem. So, but if I hear about my mother, there is a problem now, you know. So it depends on the uh, how close you are to the person, and at times we have to pay off the bill. And this life is very important that we pay off our bill. It means that you there is a karmic relationship in the world today, if everywhere in the world, and it's very it's very uh, kind of visible. It's, it's uh, so, and these. Uh, Memories are trapped here. Within this body only. So these chakras are nothing. But. A a, a kind of extinct. Which can. Make you behave in a certain way. So if anything comes up. And you become vulnerable to it. That at the time. The time shall take over. Not your knowledge. Not what you have learned. From past knowledge could be a reference point but that intensity of time if you allow that to come in you are creating a gap so you're not falling in the trap of the of your memorized version of your behavior and if you do not behave that way then you are making your, yourself a space for more clarity But if you close the gap by shouting, by being reactionary, you are not resolving your chakras matters. So you can just, you know, close your eyes. You can do dhyan, all right? And um, you can uh, see some lights. You can uh, pronounce, uh, you can just chant mantras according to that uh, uh, chakra. But uh, it will certainly help you. But it will resolve all the matters. Because you cannot sit, as you rightly said, that you cannot uh, uh, just uh, allow all of your time to be consumed by sitting in a posture. (laughs) So you have to do the work. So there is very important that um, uh, you allow the uh, uh, expanded awareness to take control of yourself. Because that's when you would be uh, kind of cutting off your memorized self uh, memory. Because you cannot your memorized self memory cannot dictate your life. And that's when you make a conscious decision. And that's when you have the clarity. And as you, the more you do it, the better you become. The more you do it, the better you become. The more you do it, the better you become. Absolutely.
0: I love that. It's it's so. Um it's so on point i was i was having the same sort of discussion with my membership group earlier today we were talking about past lives and you know things coming up in this lifetime and i was talking a little bit about the same i'm not going to say it exactly the same but a little bit but what what's important was like it doesn't really matter about what happened in our past lives what matters is how we resolve that issue now as things are coming up and we're resolving the issue now so the the there's no Yes, we brought all these issues over from the past, but we have to resolve them now in this lifetime. And that's what's, that's what's more important. And so by, and I was talking about awareness, having awareness, sometimes it's, it's the most important thing that we can do to have that transformation. It's not always about healing and clearing and, you know, all that stuff, but sometimes just being willing to be present and being aware in that moment, having that expanded awareness can create the greatest form of transformation. So um, I love that, that you just shared all that. It's like, oh, yes, I was on point today. Awesome. I love it. Thank you. What
1: what, what, what disturbs you? What disturbs you will transform you. What yeah. cannot challenge your authority will not change you as a person. What shakes you will actually improve you and make a better version of yourself. Otherwise, otherwise it would not work. So whatever frightens you the most is that area that you must walk upon, that all of us must walk upon and all of us are so uh, uniquely wired in that way
0: and it so is about doing it is work
1: empowerment. it is an absolute empowerment i must tell you one thing here that any residue of the past lives shall not be taken negatively at all no way it is an opportunity for you to transmute the energy into the best version of yourself into making the best out of it and you will see and in fact, you'll be thankful for that. It will become a medium of self-evolution, the same thing which frightens you the most. Absolutely.
0: So, you know, when you, you talk about being vulnerable, right? What, what what are we vulnerable to? What frightens us? Where do we have doubts and fears, right? It's, it's I think they're all kind of lumped into the same thing, right? Those are the places that when we look at them, when we work with them, that's where we're going to have our greatest transformation, our greatest growth and evolution. That's what you're saying, right? You
1: see anyone, the big CEOs of the company, and uh, I mean, for example, because we need to have tangible uh, examples in the world. You see how vulnerable they are, mostly. It's just that they are more evolved as human being, if I could say. To make that decision which is actually needed rather than they being influenced by their own theory of knowledge. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. Staying out of our, our stories from the past, what we've, you know, our knowledge from the past, but being willing to be to perceive the awareness in the moment of what's actually happening and um and not reacting and not going into judgment. Um I think it's it's so powerful. So so we talked a little bit. So just really quickly, when we have things like you're talking about insecurity, that's probably the root chakra, the muladhara chakra, and all of the other fears that we might have, doubts that we might have are all coming from the different chakras as well, right? So So the ninth chakra though is not in the physical body, right? So what's happening with the ninth chakra? And what do you call it? There's so many different interpretations these days.
1: The ninth chakra is the place where time stops. There is no time there. Because initially it was said, as long as it is time bound, you will have all the realizations. Like, you know, the realization of all kind of feelings, but you you go beyond the realization, to be honest with you. And uh, because, you know, your body will realize certain things, then further going up, it will become more subtler. Then your consciousness will take a prominent role. The body will subside, kind of. And there is a, a zone where the time is totally gone. Because it is the time which makes you go through the experiences of discomfort, like, dislike, pleasure, delight, elation, misery, whatever it is. It is time, right? And this time is entrapped in this body. So suppose, I'm mean just making it clear a bit here. So... Um, I come to United States from different country, maybe ten years behind or ahead. Now I have a jet lag, what you call? You see, so now because my body is clock in, in clock, my body is registering time at all times. So you wake up in the morning, you you actually wake up at that specific time because your body is. Um, Clock which is res- which which registers time. Right. So as long as this time rules your clock, and this clock is just a machine which is just rotates. So as long as this time runs this clock, you see that you will have one o'clock. Maybe you don't feel good at one o'clock. Maybe you feel good at an evening, six o'clock. So six o'clock will come after five hours, and you will have good time. Then again, you have to go at work at eight o'clock in the morning. You don't have a good time. Suppose that, <laughs> or you have to get back home. Oh my, my, mom! I have to go back home, and now have my spouse to deal with. I have this to deal with. I have a problem. So you see, as long as you have this time, this clock takes in, takes in, right? So you, oh, I will go to. Meet my friend at, let's say, 3.30 or 4 o'clock. Now say, oh my God, we'll have a lot of fun. We're going to a restaurant, whatever. So what I mean to say is, you see, this body is a clock. When this body goes beyond the clock, there is a bliss. Now, all the experiences that you have, because of this perceptual uh, senses, as you hear as you touch the smell and, of course, the visual effect, all is getting registered within this clock only. This is the biggest clock ever, right? So you wake up in the morning, you feel like, oh, having a coffee right now because body demands it because you are habituated to having coffee or maybe juice or whatever. You, So there is a pattern this body follows, So, all these chakras actually are time-bound in nature. The ninth chakra is not time-bound. It is beyond the time. That is the first thing that must be very clear. And the reason is, it does not have prana. Because prana, prana shakti, the vayu shakti, and the time, they work together. And that's the reason you breathe in and there is a clock. So it's all very synchronized together. Suppose if I took a substance, uh, any uh, substance that I should not take, let's say that, or I lose my consciousness, right? Now Now I have lost the time zone. You see? Because I have allowed... Uh, uh, allowed, uh, you know, the other things to take over. The neurons are not working. I'm not not into my senses. And how it is happening is because you are creating that gap, you are breathing in, but suppose that if you are in depression, you are drinking or whatever you are doing, just to create one thing. And that is to leave aside all the memories of the past or not to think about certain things or not to think about what has gone wrong, whatever it is, because it is connected with the memory of your entrapped cellular memory that you have within the body, which is playing out at all times uh, with the uh, entrapped or encoded, in, in, you know, in, in these chakras. With the help of time, it is being instigated. So There is a time factor. And now you want to forget the time by consuming alcohol. So you are you are just kind of cutting it off, right? Because there is a time and the body's clock and you want to cut off that clock and time so that you can feel good. There's no memory. You are like, "Mm, whatever, because you're drunk or you have consumed something, you see? So this body is a clock and these cells within it and this entrapped memory of the billions of life in a DNA is only working with the time and the time has a friend called breath because without which you would not realize anything right so and it is needed to to exist in this physical body you can live without food for for many many days you can live without water for one or two days whatever but you cannot live without this prana shakti without Even for about 10 minutes or whatever, even for 5 minutes, not possible. So it is very important to understand this ninth chakra is the the solution of all of these. Because uh, there is no time consciousness there. There is no manaha there. There is no pranaha there either. And all the blemishes has been totally cleansed off. You have gone beyond them. And that's where you are able to realize your true self. I mean, the self-realization. So, it is the ninth. there is a uh, uh, saying in our Vani, in our uh, 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 our Gurus, right in our uh, uh, Swarveda. I mean, Sadhusdha Faldéji Maharaj, whom I follow. Asta Kamala Makarandami. Brahma Nawa Kamal Ganda Mananas. Just the very fragments of that, that Kamal, when it is blossomed, the very fragrance of it will kind of nash the, the it will just cleanse off all that memory which are uh, entrapped in time with the with the with the body being uh, registering with the body uh, uh registering every every information so once that happens then you are able to kind of resolve all issues you have grown out of all the chakras absolutely
0: so it's beyond time and space or beyond time so how can we being time bound that we are right now how can we access the ninth chakra how can we work with it
1: Well, um, that could only happen with the blessing of uh, some higher authority because it cannot just be wished and uh, you cannot program yourself for it. You can actually reach to uh, Ajna Chakra if you try your best. What you can do, you can decalcify this area of yours through meditation and be able to see through many things clearly you cannot go beyond this actually now the kundalini will be awakened but that is also not ninth door but yeah it will happen only after opening it so you can only work till here and from here maybe you can go up so uh, mostly the issues that we have is related with our uh, our um, Maripura, let's say solar plexus, actually, basically. People have problem with muladhara and, and uh But the point here is that if a few areas of our body are decalcified in a way that because of the the kind of food that we consume today and uh, it's the fast food world <laughs> You have so many soft drinks and beverages. <laughs> so I can't, I mean, no one can help. Um, so if that could be avoided, a lot, a lot, I mean, a lot could be improved. So basically the ninth door, uh, ninth uh, uh, ninth uh, uh, chakra cannot be opened by just the wish of yours or any anyone's wish. It will come about with the hand holding of a master without which it cannot be opened. Because only the one who has reached there, seen it, been through it will help you. No one can, no one will. And it will happen with the blessing of the master.
0: So how can we then get get access to the blessing of the master? How can we receive that
1: blessing? The blessing is already there with all of you. The blessing is already there. So as you are ready, the master will appear before you. So I think um, one of the I think it's evident right now, as you are all here, now you are opening up the ways to get ahead.
0: So there's a question in the chat, how can one become worthy of being taught the way to access the ninth chakra by such a master? Similar question, different slight nuance.
1: Well, I would look. I would like to tell you a story. May I just tell you a story? Yes, please. Okay. Because I really do not know how to explain this one. <laughs> okay, there was this uh, emperor, a king. Okay, and um, all the kings have a huge entourage. You see, like there are so many people, and they have so many queens also, right? So one day. A uh, king decided to go to the path of self-realization and said, "I want to get, yeah, I want to merge with the Almighty. That's the purpose of my life." You see, so uh, he declares that I'm going to renounce everything and I'm going towards the path of. Uh, Path of achieving super-consciousness or merging myself with the super-consciousness or almighty, whatever. And he said, who will come along with me? Then all the, uh, I mean, he's a king, right? So everyone follows his instruction. No one could have said no. So everyone followed him. I said, yeah, I will begin the journey from here. So what happens is, there they they were, they were in thousands and thousands and there were queens also. And the emperors is marching ahead. And as they uh, go ahead, as they start marching ahead towards uh, finding that uh, super consciousness, then the few of them saw a mountain made of silver. And they got attracted by that. So few of them say, oh, what is this? Such a beautiful mountain made of silver! Oh my God. <laughs> they got so fascinated by that. Totally enamored. And they just took a different route. <laughs> then further ahead, further ahead. Then there was this emerald. Oh my God, so shining. So beautiful, glittering they were dazzled by the glitter of the emerald and they went off toward that direction. Then further and further, then few of them, they had all kind of uh, fascination towards all exotic drinks. They saw the stream and they could just go and feel the aroma. So the, the very sense of it, They drew me towards that stream, and they enjoyed their life. Then it was just the number of people who were following the king was shrinking. Right. (laughs) Then further ahead, uh, there were different uh, kingdoms. So a few of the queens also of the king got attracted by that because there were so many things of what they have always desired. So few of them also left here and there. And uh, now the king was left with very few. It has almost uh, maybe shrunken or not even half, but less than a half, maybe just 20% and then further ahead they saw so many other things which were well, which were so enchanting they saw a huge mountain of diamond and in there there were all kind of opulence you can think of with their guru the of the, uh, the with the jets and everything they were there were they were all kind of things So most of them went off. To be honest with you, most of them went off. Now there was just one queen left with him to go along with him. Then she happened to see a rishi in sadhana, in Dhyan. And then she also saw the opulence of all the wealth and with the rishi being there. And she said, what else do you want? we have a Rishi here, elevated master, and with all the opulence of everything, what else do I want? Now I have Dharma with me and the opulence of wealth at the same time. What else could I ask for? But the king said, No, this is not the self-realization. This is just a system, a very uh, glorified one fight one, which we are getting attracted to, because she was so religious and so pious in nature, but she was also materialistic. I say, yeah, what else could you want? I mean, this is the best of all the words. You will have only self-realization. Nothing. Then she also left at the end. And he was left just by himself. <laughs> So you see, um, the journey is very far off. So um, it's very ahead, but I think it, it it is it is very simple. I think if we are able to ground ourselves, it's just that if we are able to take control of this um, this what we produce from this body it's very important. The words that we produce. Um, whatever we are able to kind of uh, capture through our eyes, if all that is synchronized, if all that is kind of filtered through, then a lot could be transformed about us. Absolutely. Because there is no guarantee of ninth chakra. Ninth chakra is not a God realization. Maybe someone is asking. It's not super consciousness. It is a step towards self-realization because there cannot be any God realization without the self-realization the self realization is the first and the second is the god realization mm-hmm. so um, here uh, it is just that you go beyond your mind because mind emanates from akshara mandal akshara mandal is uh, there are three six entities the param purush and the atma and the akshara mandal. And one master, eternal master, who has always been, is, and will be, just like the akal purush, the param purush, paramatma. He he, he has been, will, and will be. I mean, they are eternal. Atma that we are, jivatma, is also eternal. And aksha brahma, aksha Brahma is also eternal. And with the kala and Prakiti. With that infusion, we have this world today. But they are under the zone of time. They are bound by the time. So once you go beyond the Kal and time, the ninth door opens. Then you are able to see who you actually are. You are not all these things that happen under the zone of Kal and prakriti, what to call you call that? Samaya. You are beyond that. So on the, at that place, you are... You are resolved of all the issues, and you are you are you are just by your own self. The self is realized. So that's the ninth ninth chakra. Uh, But yeah, it cannot just be opened by any method of meditation. Um, It's not possible. It is a matter of self realization.
0: So is that possible for us in this day and time? In the busy lives that we live, is it possible for us to? reach self-realization
1: yeah everything is possible everything is possible nothing is impossible in this world of course uh, but i think we are we all are learning uh, here but most importantly you see uh one thing that is very clear and that is how this time feels to you Suppose that, ask this question to yourself. If you were given all of those things that uh, feels very comfortable to you, what would you do right now? And you are given time. What would you do right now? Ask this question to yourself. This will make a lot of a lot of things clearer about you. Suppose you, if you were given everything, suppose that whatever troubles you is also fixed. Let's say that. The issues that you have been facing and buckling under, the pressure of Fed, all are fixed. Suppose that. Now, what would you do? And you have everything, let's say that. What would you do right now? Would we actually go to Himalaya? Would we actually go and sit in meditation? What would you do? You will see, you know, you who knows uh, all those things that you have achieved will be a uh, matter of uh, inconsequential Life, because you have assumed it or you have consumed it so much that it would not hold any significance to you later. (laughs) And it will be a very mundane thing. So no fixing of any problem could actually help you understand the ninth chakra or anything for that matter in terms of spirituality because in a spiritual world, everything can be turned around. And nothing. Uh, there's nothing that that uh, uh, that is judgmental. Like I have seen people, and and you'll be really uh, like surprised, rather shocked. In fact, their prajna, this this this, the uh, the visuddhi chakra is so great. I mean, amazing. But their mula chakra is so disturbed, so disturbed. You know why? Because they have to process some information from the divine. And if their base is so strong they may maybe they may be lost in accumulating a lot of wealth or whatever it is, or you know, so they have to be kind of they have to be more conducive to receive the cosmic information process through maybe their Ajahn chakra is a bit awakened at a particular point in time at let's say three o'clock four o'clock in the morning to receive their psychic information from the universe and since they are the medium to so many other people's lives to transfer some information to them which is needed to be heard uh, by them at times i have seen them and seen them they're so highly elevated but their Mooladhara chakra is so disturbed and it have and it happens on purpose because maybe they they cannot channel the information and after some time they, they have become very capricious in nature. I have seen them. They become very uh, kind of, they act very childishly. Right? But once they are elevated in that zone, they are like, oh my God. So you, you cannot judge in, in this field. Like, you know, I have seen so many kind of great elevated souls in so many different uh, text, uh, color and features that it cannot just be a very definite. Yeah, but one thing is for sure that uh, generalizing any cosmic information allows one thing, and that is the interruption of time. Time is kind of interrupted by your consciousness so that you can receive information from higher above. As long as you are into head, it doesn't work. Maybe Mula Dhaka is so strong that you are much into head. That's why the people, you know, I'm sure that who are able to make kind of, you know, they are wealth-oriented or whatever it is. Maybe the Muradhar Chakra is really strong or could be strong uh, if they are self-made. And of course, uh, there are people uh, in the field of spirituality also. If they are connected to the one, of course, they cannot be left poor for sure because uh, because you are into abundance, so you cannot be left alone. But the very dimension of it is so vast that it cannot be put down as something specific. I'm just letting you know what I have experienced um, in my life and the number of people I have met along the way.
0: Beautiful, thank you. Um there's a question around about the sushumna. If if it's important to experience self-realization. Absolute. Sushum-
1: absolutely. Whoever asks this question knows about it, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so can you talk a little bit about that, about the Sushumna as well? Just so that for those people who may not know what that that means and why it's important.
1: You see, your mind has to be totally decalcified and purified before it reaches to the zone of unknown. And Sushumna does the same. Sushmana brings that clarity. Because after that, there is a Kundalini Jagran, but that happens later. But before that, Sushmana has to be, your mind has to reach to at that level where it has totally removed itself of all that facets of perceptual understanding. So Sushmana is Ingala, Pingala and Sushmana. Okay? It's like, um, you have you have heard of Paryagraj Allahabad where people go in huge numbers in India and take a holy dip into the Ganges? Right?
0: That's the Kumbh Mela, right?
1: Kumbh Mela, right. They go to mm-hmm. Kumbh Mela, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So what they do is, they take a dip into the Ganges, what you call Ganga, Yamuna and Saraswati. Now, the Ingala that is that you can see actually, but Saraswati you cannot see. Right? So now it is not possible to dip your body into the water and cleanse of all the atrocities that you have committed. It's not possible. But yeah, it does influence you because of certain uh, kind of uh, planetary system. But basically it signifies something else which this this, uh, gentleman is asking. That Sushmana, if that is awakened, Then if you take dip into that flow that uh, happens at all times, but it is under the time consciousness, it's not beyond the time, all right? It is not ninth door, it is not kundalini. But you are able to see through everything. Just that, you know, what happens is suppose that uh, uh, there is some problem in your automobile, you go there and you kind of uh, try to fix it. You you have a very dirty hand, kind of. There's a grease, there's oil. So you, what you do is you wash it off. So through taking that dip into that susmana, if you reach up to there, you actually will kind of cleanse yourself, rub your hands of all the oil and greases. And your hands are clean, right? This is the only thing. So yeah, it is very important, absolutely. So That's when you are able to get rid of all the connotation of your mind. Absolutely. Not get out of your mind. You are into the mind. Absolutely. But now you are using your mind. Mind is mana is not using you. The cell's memory are not ruling your life. You are conscious of it. Absolutely. It is the most fundamental awakening in a spiritual world. Absolutely. Agreed.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And then somebody's asking about uh, human urine uh, to to decalcify the, the third eye, I think, and open up the eighth and ninth chakra. Is that possible? And if it does, what is the best procedure? Brother, do you know about that? I don't know about that. <laughs> Urotherapy.
1: They talk about the third chakra?
0: The
1: the third eye, the Ajna chakra. Okay, Ajna, yeah. Well, I can tell you one thing. You see here, this is not the actual thing. This is a manifestation of something else. Just right here, okay? Just put it here and now kind of roll. Uh, roll this finger right back here just before my ear and pick it back here right at the back. Have you seen a seed, a small seed? Um, Maybe have you seen peas that we eat? Like it's very small, even smaller than that.
0: Yeah.
1: And that turns uh, into different color. It is right here in the the brain actually, right here at the back. Mm. So, what happens is this has to be classified. This this one, of course, must be decalcified. But uh, if that turns white in color, then this will be okay. Hmm. And that requires a bit of pressing here, right here at the back. It's a kind of small gland, very, very small, very small. So, when you do Sahna here, in fact, it is just right at the back of a head. Mm-hmm. That point, if that is illumined of your master, if uh, some, someone comes and like this, uh, someone opens this here, then this will change actually. Actually, the, the result of it, this one, because this cannot be seen, this can be seen maybe, or this can be felt. I um, mean, this can be actually tangible, but actually the change uh, begins from here right at the back of your head, but it is very much under the time zone. Mm-hmm. Um, um, as far as urine part is concerned, I may not know. My apologies. I don't think so.
0: No worries. I, that's not anything I know about either. And then there's another question from Ganesh about, um, is it possible to explain a few experiences of the ninth chakra once it's activated? Once it's activated, as it is an experience, can you just share a little bit about what that looks like, feels like, you know, how that is, that experience of having the ninth chakra activated? I mean, we understand it's activated by the master, not us. We can't do it ourselves, but what is it like when it is activated?
1: Well, we, you are, I mean, you are beyond all these, uh, Physical matters, the body which is made of the five elements you you are beyond all these five elements and once you are beyond all the five elements, it means that you have you have transcended the physical reality of your body you have transcended yourself from you have transgressed all the limits of what this body could achieve. Mm-hmm. So that's a different uh, metaphysics science. You get into the metaphysics, and uh, you dissolve into everything, into this u- universe. You can take control of everything, and that's when the Aham Brahmasmi, I am Brahma, mm-hmm. comes in. So it is a most vulnerable situation, actually. And that's when you there is some eternal master. which which says to you, no, an iron piece of rod if put into the burning uh, fire is not the fire itself. It starts blowing like a fire. The moment it is taken away from it, it comes back to its original form. So once you have transcended that limit of everything, you can actually become water. Because you have dissolved into water, you can become fire. But are you fire? You're none of these. You have transcended all that limit. And once you are gone beyond that, then you are in always in communism, in communication with the Almighty. But you don't become the Almighty. There is still a way ahead, a longer ahead, and that's when you need a eternal master.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean the master always comes in different forms in different times. But there is an internal master. You need the master's guidance.
0: And is God realization the grace of God and Guru? I would say yes. Definitely this comes from grace. It's not there's not anything we do again. It's from the grace of the eternal master grace of the Almighty, like you were saying.
1: Yeah. The grace is always there. Yeah. <laughs> it is beyond the grace.
0: Beautiful. Um, does, does anybody else have any other questions? If you do, you can write your question in the chat or you can raise your hand. But is there, uh, I was just checking to see if there's anything else that we wanted to talk about or discuss, Nandeji. I think we've covered the ninth chakra pretty pretty well right um was was there anything else that you wanted to share with us about the ninth chakra specifically or if there's no if there's no other questions i might have missed some questions at the beginning but if, if there's no other questions from anybody um do you have any other last words of wisdom for us?
1: We all are evolving and learning from one another. So I'm very grateful that uh, I have so many people right here and my pranam to all of them. I take a bow before you, my namaskaram to all of you. Uh, and we always take a bow before everyone. The reason is we bow before the light of consciousness that you are and that's why we say namaste and so my namaste to all of you thank you very much if there could be anything i could be of any help to you in the future it would be my uh, pleasure to be of any help
0: beautiful thank you and i just want to say if you would like to know more about Namdevji. You can go to his website, which is namdeo.org, N-A-A-M-D-E-O.org. I will put the link uh, to his website uh, with the recording when it goes out on YouTube and in the email. I'll put that out so you have that link as well. And if you have any other questions, um, please just send them to me and we will we will get them answered for you. Right. So. Thank you so much, everyone, for sharing, for being here, for all your questions, for your wonderful presence and uh, joining us at this time. And uh, thank you, Namdeoji, for being here with us today, sharing your wisdom, sharing your energy, sharing who you are with uh, with with our community and um, just being so willing to be vulnerable, being humble, just being the light that you are and sharing this with the world. So thank you so much for your service. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much. I could just ask all of you to close your eyes for a few seconds and sing something for you. Right.
0: Yes, please.
1: Just close your eyes. Just for a few minutes, please. And that's how we'll end the session.
2: Aum oh. Sharaṇa me sharaṇa hum E eh, guru bandhi chod so varani ho māmāradya bhagavān marbār vandan karū yog de gyan prabhu prasad sad guru daya mana hoya swadhi lage sad guru Manavapavanna ko palatikara Anubhavakaru svahamandala Vijjana te vyana vākamala Rūpa yanūpa vikās Santa viveki jānahī Ādiyankura pārakās Ashtak chakrasamputa rahe अर्ध मुखी तन्मायी, पुले सद गुरु की कृपा, उद्धव गगन मुख करूं dia gyan prabhu so era ved tujh me so
1: all players and love to all Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. Much love and blessings. Thank you, thank you, thank you.